I mean, Hollywood doesn't do a great job of telling queer stories to begin with. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, Hollywood does not do a great job telling queer stories or stories from any of the underrepresented, you know, segments of our population. And I think that with, I mean, as far as I'm concerned with this project for Maxi Luau, um, you know, we, we have this wonderful um, queer community, LGBTQ uh, plus, and we have so many great stories with about about gay men, mostly cis white gay men. Um, so many great stories, a fewer number, but some good stories about lesbians, and then relatively few stories about anyone else in the community where those folks are um, celebrated. And and so I kind of see this this movie in some ways being a celebration of drag, of gender nonconformity, of you know the intersectionality of our community, and 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 I really feel like the queer community will embrace it. And and because so many folks are fond of drag who are not queer, then yeah. I think it's really exciting to think about um, the folks who are our allies and and how they'll embrace this film as well. Um, so when I, when I saw, uh, when I saw the, the clips, um, I was kind of, it kind of reminds me of super drags. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was wondering like if you were inspired by that series, um, or if, if like, this is a totally different thing. Yeah, so uh, for folks, uh, for your listeners who may not have seen Super Drags, it's a really fun adult animation out of this small uh, Brazilian animation studio. And uh, and I believe that animation studio is a queer owned also, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a great collaboration with those folks um, who brought it, uh, brought it to life. I mean, who would have thought this fun adult animated film of, that's kind of like uh, Charlie's Angels meets Sailor Moon meets uh, RuPaul's Drag Race in in a way, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and it and it's it's fun. The the English dub is is really fun, and uh, so, and I would say that this that that show was in some ways uh, an inspiration for Maxi, mm-hmm. uh, because I honestly had never contemplated a drag superhero. Or super shiro before super drags and and then with super drags itself i uh i wanted to know more i wanted to know more about this world like where they came from how these how these three folks who work at a uh version of macy's or something got recruited and how is there this secret underground lair you know that's all high tech and and pleasuring personal pleasuring robots i mean <laughs> Uh, and then, so I started kind of playing with this concept more, and uh, and I, I brought in a more traditional kind of comic book element where, uh, you know, a super uh, a, some regular regular person finds a magical object basically that transforms them into uh, a superhero. And then it took a little while to also conceive of like what the who the villain was and what their story was as well. But mm. yeah, yeah so- super dice kicked it off. What was okay? So yeah, that's that's cool to know. And so, like, what motivated you to like start this project? Like, what 
the side like super drags but then also like what else kind of gave you that push uh probably two things one one would be uh that i personally want to see more queer content and in january of 2020 um, MLK weekend, my left eye imploded and I suffered a detached retina. So I spent, after two surgeries, I, between two surgeries, I spent um, nearly a, a month off work and a few weeks lying on my side to put some pressure uh, on my retina to help heal it or face down in a massage chair. Mm. And, uh, and I watched a bunch of content on Hulu and Netflix. And you know, there just isn't a lot of really kind of heartwarming, fun, entertaining queer stories. Most of our queer stories in some way deal with the trauma of mm-hmm. uh, our community. Uh, and then, you know, so many um, AIDS stories about AIDS, the AIDS crisis, the AIDS epidemic. Uh, and if you haven't seen The Normal Heart, it's really, really good. I saw the play. I haven't seen the movie. Um, the pl- After I saw the play, I kind of cried for six months. So I haven't brought myself able to bring myself to watch uh, the movie on HBO. Uh, But so part of it was just, you know, in this moment of like recovery and healing, I wanted some positive uh, gay films, queer films. Uh, And and then when when the pandemic struck like, you know, a month or two later, and uh, during lockdown, I had more time because, you know, no social activities, I had more time to really start thinking more deeply about who's our villain and where she might come from and what's motivating her mm. uh, and, and all that good stuff. And then, and it just kind of came together, just kind of came together. And I was just so thrilled at the story. And, uh, and I started telling other people what the story was and got a lot of positive feedback. So that's when I decided to take the chance and uh, work with a, a script writing collaborator and then work with graphic design collaborator and, and kind of start moving forward. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what was it like assembling your team to work on this? Because, it I mean, it takes a village to to do a project of this magnitude. Yeah, what was it like finding, you know, finding those people to collaborate with? So I tried uh, doing the entrepreneurial thing uh, in the past. And one thing I learned from that previous uh, attempt was find smart people who are well-connected and uh, and they bring a lot more value than just X. And so my character designer, uh, he has a day job, but he's done character designs for um, Darcy and Heclina and Peaches Christ in San, uh, San Francisco, as well as um, uh, for their shows and their guest stars. I believe he's done like these really cute graphic designs for um, Peach, uh, Bob the Drag Queen and mm. Trixie Mattel, for example. Uh, and so he's just very talented and he knows fashion really well. He knows how to do characters really well. Uh, so it turns out that he also knew a small studio in Los Angeles. Uh, and so I hired a different studio to do the, to do the two minute animation um, that's called the Adventure Reel. It's kind of a concept piece for what Maxi World could be. Uh, and, and, we, I started this conversation with Chubby Beagle, um, this husband and wife uh, uh, team in, in greater LA. And uh, they, it turns out they're, they're really perfect. They're huge fans of drag and uh, they uh, were looking to take on a bigger project. Uh, so thankfully through word of mouth is, 
and 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 connections and just asking around is kind of how it's been working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I've also like been ballsy enough to reach out to people through LinkedIn and other places to ask for advice, which I really haven't done before. Have have they have they have they given you advice or have they ignored you? <laughs> oh my gosh, people have been so gracious. Wow, more than I was expecting to be honest. So, do you know? Um, are, if, are you a big fan of drag yourself? Or? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, wonderful. So do you know like Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale? Yeah, yeah. They have a wonderful animated video called Robbed. Okay. That is just, it's a great song and the animation for it is brilliant. It's just like the colors and the set and everything. And Manila plays like this kind of um, uh, cat burglar and they're in drag doing it, and it's just hilarious. Uh, so that was done by, that was animated by a small studio out of Vancouver. So I reached out to them to find out if they might be able to take on the Max Lois movie. Um, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out, and that's totally cool. But the uh, the gentleman who runs uh, Chaos Emporium, is the name of that studio, uh, totally made time to speak with me and uh, and help kind of educate me on a, on a few things. And I really 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 appreciated that yeah yeah that sounds great um could yeah. you could you describe the the plot of maxi Luau? oh i guess that helps <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> so uh maxi Luau is uh an animated comedy fantasy and uh feature film and so it tells the story of simon a shy young barista who works at a a cafe called the pink unicorn cafe he finds a magic wig that turns him into the titular drag superhero Maxi Lowell. And then our super, our villain here, her name is uh, Dynabolical. And she has discovered, <laughs> oh, isn't that great? It's changed a few times, but I love where we landed on Dynabolical. Yeah. Uh, she's discovered that drag queen tears have magical anti-aging properties. So she's been kidnapping queens and forcing them to watch the saddest movie ever made to launch a new cosmetics line. And now she's after Maxi. She's going to go global and make lots of money. This just <laughs> sounds so amazing. And I'm very excited that I will wait until spring 2024 to watch it. <laughs> we hope to hit the... Uh, the the uh, film festival circuit starting in January of 2024. Um, what are you most excited for people to uh, uh, get out of this film? What do you, what are, yeah, what are, yeah, I'll just ask that. That's a great question. Uh, well, you know, art can inspire and challenge folks and do so much more. And uh, I really hope that uh, this film can inspire folks and 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 become like a part of our culture in some way. You know, like Hedwig and the Angry Inch became a cultural touchstone yeah. movie for queer folks, for example. Yeah. And um, I was ta- listening to another podcast um, and a, a gentleman who uh, makes comics, not all of them, I, I think, with a queer kind of theme. Uh, and he had said something about as a creator, making art that you wanted to see when you were 10. Mm. Uh, I hadn't thought of that before, but uh, this this film we're, we're playing at being like a 
like a age 14 and higher, like PG 13 kind of film. And so, yeah, I love that. I mean, wouldn't you have loved to seen a, an animated film when you were a kid about a drag super share? I mean, how, how empowering would that have been? Oh yeah. And a villain yeah. and a fabulous drag villain. Yeah. It would have been amazing. It, I mean, I, you know, when I do see it, it is it's still going to be amazing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think this is really cool. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I guess kind of related to the project, I wanted to ask you, um, yeah, what do you, what do you feel like the animation and drag communities like have in common and what do you think they could learn from each other? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. Well, you know, um, I think the film we are taking inspiration from 80s animated films in some way, think like Jen and and the Holograms, for example. Um, Growing up in 70s and 80s, I I loved that kind of animation. Uh, And, but with modern sensibilities, and now we also have, you know, much more influence of uh, Asian art styles like anime, for example, that I think we can uh, draw upon in some ways. And and drag entertainment in general finds inspiration in places that you would never think. And uh, I love that um, many queens take inspiration, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, maybe more on occasion, uh, but from animation as well. You know, some queens like Rockham Sakura out of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. for example, she takes a lot of inspiration for her looks from anime. And her looks are, stunning um, and and many other queens do as well so so that's that's pretty cool that there's like this cultural you know trend um, I guess communication or dialogue uh, between drag and uh, between drag entertainment and and anime for example uh, and and there's always been I think a cultural uh, movies and TV and and movie stars, informing drag in some way or another. Uh, so, so that's uh, pretty cool too, that tradition is there. Uh, and then with this being a, 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 an animated fantasy too, uh, it gives us a platform, like animation is a little bit easier sometimes to tackle more challenging cultural topics. Um, I think that's one reason why we see so many interesting adult animated shows out now. Mm. Um, like having, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's a little easier for folks to be challenged with an animation versus uh, uh, real life uh, actors on a a, a screen for some reason. Uh, So that's another reason why animation is interesting because I think uh, it makes it more accessible for many people outside of our uh, sort of obvious queer audience. You know, we bring in, we can bring in folks who love superheroes, who love animation, who may not be queer. They're t- huge queer um, supporters of both of those, for example, but, uh, but a lot of people who are not queer. Uh, and then with um, this fandom of, of drag also, we see, you know, I think RuPaul's Drag Race has maybe 50% of its audience is, is straight women. Mm. Like, how freaking cool is that? Mm. And, it, and it's like all over the world. So I think that also, uh, you know, means that this that this film can be very accessible to that population as well. Yeah. Did I get to answer your question? <laughs> what What do you What do you feel like the drag and animation communities can teach each other? 
well, you know, I think with regards to animation, uh, I don't know that there's been great animation that has had a drag character in it besides super drags. And I, I thought the high, the quality of, of, of animation in, in super drags in general is really high. Uh, but in, in super drags too, like those, those, those superheroes had the same costume each time. Uh, and in, in Maxi Luau, we plan on having different looks for Maxi. One of her superpowers is that every time she transforms into Maxi from Simon, that she'll have a look suitable for that occasion. And of course, it'll be high fashion and high camp. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that camp factor, I'm not quite sure is, has been there so much in animation. Uh, and then, yeah, there's there's so much already, I think, going into entertainment drag entertainers from the world of pop culture and animation. Why do you feel like it's important to support local drag? Oh, goodness. You know, um, in, in, for our queer communities, it's, it's wonderful that we now have this roster of national level queer talent that we hadn't had to this extent before. And there has, I'm, I use the word flowering. There's been this wonderful flowering of drag at the local level. Maybe it's just San Jose, but whereas before we only had a handful of queens, now we've got like several dozen really talented local queens, some of who come up fairly local, uh, fairly recently. And, uh, and it's like, holy moly. And then looking through Instagram at all these uh, you know, queens as well, it's like, wow, look at all this incredible artistic talent yeah. flowering all over the world using drag to express their creativity. You know, it's just, it's just really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, drag is also a huge part of our uh, culture. And, uh, you know, drag queens do so much to support our community in so many ways not just performing at the drag brunches or the drag shows on a Saturday or, or Sunday night or whatever, uh, but also supporting charitable organizations and supporting pride festivities and, and so much more. What advice would you give to um, a budding queer content creator, um, whether they're in animation or just trying to create queer content for a large audience? What advice would you give them on like starting out and continuing to pursue that? Just do it, just do it. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to walk up to you and say, hey, do you have an amazing idea? <laughs> Hand it to me right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like any, like, oh my God, I have been terrified every day since I've started on this journey. And uh, mm. every day I wake up in the morning and I resolve to keep on moving forward because this is the path I've chosen. I want to see Max Lowell reach silver screens and then, you know, TVs everywhere. So, um, and then, you know, whether you're an artist in music or writing books or uh, creating comics or whatever the case is on TikTok, you know, making videos on TikTok, uh, just do it. And even if your first attempt is not awesome, your second attempt is going to be better. Mm. And your third attempt is going to be even better. And that's how you build, um, you know, and and with each with each you know new release, you also build that audience of people who uh, love you and they uh, get the kind of perspective that you bring to the world, mm. and um, you know, and 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 really appreciate what you're trying to do to to share your art and creativity with the world. 